You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Yesterday, the Padres got a W, and in studio, we've got Ben Higgins, who will be talking about that and more. We're going to talk about everything and anything today on Padres Social Hour. Also in studio, it's Randy Jones, someone you might not have wanted to face while he was on the mound. Well, in my day, I mean, every once in a while, I'd knock somebody down, just somebody yelling at me, tick me off, so I'd, you know, flip the guy. But he'd be dusting, dusting dirt off his butt. I'd, I'd make sure of that. And rounding up the crew, it's Brady Phelps, who, when he's not talking Padres, is hitting up all the local karaoke bars. Uh, yeah. My go-to is actually Cracklin' Rosie. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Ben Higgins, Randy Jones, and Brady Phelps. Oh, this is going to be fun. Lunchtime on a Monday. You've already gotten through the toughest part of the week, Monday morning. Now it's time to kick back and enjoy a little Padres social hour. I'm Ben Higgins. On the couch today, we have the Padres Hall of Famer, Cy Young Award winner, Randy Jones. Randy, good to see you. Ben, always a pleasure. And we have America's leading blogger on already been chewed gum by umpires, Brady (laughs) Phelps. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Happy to be here. Great combo, great combo. Padres coming off a terrific performance yesterday against the Miami Marlins, taking whoa, whoa, two out of three. We're, we're leading with the Padres and yeah. not Joey Bosa signing? Uh, okay, oh, well, you know, it's, it's old news now. Come hey, on. Oh, okay. It came it's out been like out a few for minutes half a minute. Ago. That was we're moving back. minutes ago. We're moving Sorry, back. Sorry, man. I, I, I know nothing. Apparently. No contract disputes in Padres land right now. That's, that's, right. that's the nice thing. That's right. Uh, six double plays, though, was the really cool thing about yesterday's game. So yeah, it was incredible. Per- perfect to have Randy Jones, wow. I think, today on the couch to talk about a six-double-play performance. I was surprised that you had never done that, though, because that's no. a Padres record. Six that was the is the new mark set yesterday by Perdomo and the pod. So uh, how come you had never gotten six double plays in a game? Well, yeah, Randy. Really? Apparently I didn't need them. That's, you know, oh. one, you know, that's, that's all I can say. You yeah. didn't put up you enough base runners. Yeah, you didn't let that many guys Bel- get on base. Believe me, I had enough ground balls. But, you know, like 19 ground balls, under 100 pitches, you know, right at 100. Uh, what can you say? Nine innings, a good solid baseball. Probably set up really well for him initially when he, you know, that, that, that two-seamer, that sinker ball of his is so good. But throwing it for strikes, keeping it in the zone early, yeah. you know, where all of a sudden now they got to start swinging at it yeah. as a hitter. And he really, really took advantage of it. And then also I think what that does compliments guys later on in the game, yeah, he left a couple of pitches up, but they missed him. And that's from being consistent earlier down. You know, the element of surprise, then when you do make a mistake like that. They're like, you, oh, you, man, I wish I would have known he was going to come. You're surprised you foul it back or you, you, you're guarding the front foot and you hit a ground ball to third. Those kind of things, good things happen to you. But it's all about the command yesterday and, and what I saw from him. Obviously, six double plays is outstanding. I love that. You talk about frustrated and opposing team. That'll do it. Well, I mean, this is one of the most fun things that I've seen about this Padres season. Brady, I'm sure you agree, is watching Luis Perdomo developed from a guy who was just completely in over his head, you know, in the first month or so. You could barely use him. I mean, every two weeks he'd come out, he'd throw an inning, give up four or five runs, and then you wouldn't see him again for another week. And now he's right there, you know, probably the best Padres pitcher on the staff at the moment. Probably. And, well, may, definitely. <laughs> yes. We, we can talk about <laughs> that. That's pretty much a fact. But, I mean, that's, that is the fun part of being a baseball fan is seeing a guy yeah. like this develop. Yeah, it's been incredible. I mean, you could have at the beginning of the season, it's like the Padres have 
you know, 500 Rule 5 guys on their roster, whatever the number is. Fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. But the, the end of that sentence is always, and if one of them works out, that's going to be a success. And that's know? very rare. A lot of times, you know, when you do have a Rule 5 guy that, you know, more, more times than not, it doesn't pan out by the time you get done and you look right. at you know, your 25-man roster. But they saw enough in Luis Perdomo. And I think, you know, one of the things, obviously, I think you're trying to overthrow the baseball maybe a little bit early. Adrenaline's flying. You're yeah. trying to get your feet on the ground. And now uh, you can just kind of see him. He seems nice and poised, relaxed. You know, both pitches, not throwing those pitches four feet off, off the plate. You know, missing really bad. I mean, right there focused. And, yeah, I've been kind of waiting for this. Hopefully this is that, that, that turn, you know, I kept looking for like seven innings of shutout baseball. Right. But I get nine with 19 ground balls, under 100 pitches. And hopefully, you know, that this is that momentum builder that he needs right now for his last month of starts could be really, really exciting. All right, we got a lot to get to on this uh, social hour Monday, including Nick Canepa coming by with his uh, weekly grades for the yes. Padres the past week. Uh, that is shortly uh, going to join us on the couch. But uh, this is Padres Social Hour, so we invite you to join the conversation by using the hashtag PadresSH on Twitter. We will get to your tweets uh, as we go on. But uh, let me start with one that you yourself sent. Randy and Brady, you retweeted this earlier, so everyone should be tweet, familiar with this one. Congrats, Luis Perdomo. 19 grounders, six double plays, and a complete game victory. What a great pitching performance by the, and look at that, all caps. That's right. Padre ace. That's what, exactly what this man is right now. Okay. In my well, that's a bold statement, Randy. Yeah. I, can you back that up? Is sure. Luis Perdomo. I can, I, I'll look at the other 12 pitchers we have, and he's the ace. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah, you're, you're, you're operating under an assumption that I don't necessarily agree with. And, Brady, oh. I, I don't know if you agree with it as well. Does every team in baseball have an ace? Is the best pitcher on the staff automatically the ace, or can a team that may, may not have an ace? That's possible not to have an ace, but not pretty much there's one guy that's the ace. Yeah, it's it's hard. I always feel like there's that like you even, when, have an even ace. when Granke was right behind Kershaw and had, you know, better numbers for a, a portion of the season, you still knew that Kershaw was the ace of that staff and not Granke. And I think that, you know, there's an argument between Arietta and Lester. When you you know, when you got two powerhouse guys on, you know, your roster, I can see how that is a a conversation we have, but I think there's always one clear-cut ace and maybe it's the if the numbers are the same maybe it's the leadership in the clubhouse yeah, that, that sets him apart and also you give him two weeks he may not be the ace <laughs> well that's what i wanted to ask you actually is well, if you had if you had current perdomo with beginning of the season tyson ross who's the ace whoa <laughs> you know what i mean because that, it's, it's unfair to ross that, because that, he's on the dl obviously, and, and also it depends on you know who's been more consistent which one's the ace yeah. One and two. Well, I, I, I let me let me jump in here because I think personally, I think the term is a little overused. I, I think that there are very few true aces in Major League Baseball, and just you know, lump in Clayton Kershaw along with the best pitcher on a team that doesn't really have a, a guy like that. Jake Arrieta is an ace. Clayton Kershaw is an ace. There's a handful of them around the league. If you're not a, at least a Cy Young Award candidate, okay, though, okay, at I'm, the end of the season, whoa. I don't know I misunderstood. Be I misunderstood your question. No, See, I, you to me, it, I, I thought you were saying who was the clear-cut best pitcher on each on any given team, well, and that is that staff's That's basically ace. what I'm saying. That's what, what he, I'm asking. Is no, you, what can he's you be called an ace? Just so you're just saying, me. okay, there's That's only a handful of aces in the league, and then the other guys are just the best pitcher on their team. But you can't call them this way, Uncle Ben. Jeez. Okay. Who's, who do you think the ace is on the Padres staff right now? 
Oh, abs- I think Luis Perdomo is clearly the best Defense pitcher fresh. Right. on the Padres <laughs> staff. And gentlemen, but you just, so you just called him an ace. So ace. your argument then is that you now you're saying that Perdomo I was on the level of Kershaw and Arrieta? I didn't say Okay, well, that if, if you're just saying the ace say of the Padres ace. staff. It was capital P-A-D-R-E. I think we need to be careful. Padre with wor- Words have meaning, I Randy. And we need to be careful you need, you when need we use them and throw them around. Words you know, have what, meaning, Why don't you Randy? use a little common sense, Ben, and read Padre Ace? I ha- you know, I kind of thought that Randy was going to have to separate Ben and I today. But it turns oh, out no, I'm going to have to separate the two of you, you know. guys. All right, uh, let's Man. get, get right. to another tweet. The uh, Ghost of Booze Bear uh, tweets in. I admit it. I was surprised. Never expected a nine-inning win. <laughs> from Purdy, hashtag good surprise. Yes. Uh, just 99 pitches, too, though. I mean, that's Randy Jones' that, like that, that is the key. as well. And that's the key to having a great sinker ball. I mean, one, I think one inning, what, he threw four pitches or eight pitches. Four, he had a four-pitch inning. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. That's what you need. And it won't be long, guys. You'll, you'll see Perdomo have a three-pitch inning. You know, I had quite a few of my days. You'll see a single, single, triple play grounder yeah. to third. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works. I mean, I've, I had a couple of those line drive single to lead off the game. You know, six to four to three double play. Then the very next pitch, you know, ground ball is short, out of the inning. Just Got like it. that. Love it. That is good, man. Those double plays we'll were fun it. to watch. I, yeah. I loved it. Well, I, I think at some point, Luis Perdomo has the potential to be, if not, you know, a major league baseball ace. I think someone who's near the top of the Padres rotation, you know, at number two, number three type starter. Do you think he has the potential to be more than that, Randy? He has the potential to be more, but he's not right now. I think, it, like I say, the Padres, he's, nobody's throwing the baseball better on this staff right now, in my opinion. A lot of upside, no doubt. Uh, be exciting to get Tyson Ross back, you know, yeah. in a five-man rotation, along with Luis Perdomo as he con- con- continues to develop. You know, you know basically he's – He's the one that took an opportunity this year, and he stepped up. You know, he's a major league pitcher. I can say that. And next year he'll be in the plans, I think, for that five-man rotation. It's his to lose. And uh, you bring that up. is another question I wanted to ask here, and people can tweet in as well. Andy Green has said now he expects Luis Perdomo to start 2017 in the Padres' starting rotation. It seems kind of obvious at this point, but at the beginning of the year, the plan was <laughs> let's get him through the year. He's a then, long man. He's our long man. Yeah, and then we can send him back to double-A, triple-A, get him some more seasoning as a starter. Okay, he's gotten the seasoning this year, and now yeah. it looks like he's one-fifth of that Padres' rotation in 2017. But who are the other four guys? I mean, are they in the organization right now? Who do you anticipate coming out of spring training mm. next March as yeah. the Padres' starting rotation? Is there anyone – that we can lock in right now. I think Tyson Ross. Tyson Ross, if he's in, still yeah. on the team. That's absolutely. Right. Yeah, if he's still on the I mean, obviously, every, everybody we say, if they're on the team, applies at the end of that sentence. But I don't think they're in the organization yet. I think we're going to have at least two guys in the starting five that aren't. I mean, this year, geez, we have nobody that was in the starting rotation on the uh, that's currently on well, the What roster. about the veterans who have come in and, and done a good I mean, stopgap job? Edwin Jackson, can, Clayton, Richard, yeah. both coming in, have done good work. Is there room for at least one of those guys in that five-man rotation next season, I think. Uh, go, go ahead, RJ. No, I would. Yeah, you know, I would think. You know, it might be the number five guy, might be one one of those two, but I, you know, I know I, I really think Perdomo. Uh, number, he's going to be one or two. I think I'd say number two, you know, behind Tyson. Uh, three, I'm not sure of any of these young arms that are getting the opportunity. Clemens, Friedrich, Cosart. I mean, there's, you know, there's, and, there's and arms. And I said at the last, the last show I was on, look, 
This is a true opportunity for these guys. I know, and they haven't Take been taking advantage, really advantage of it. They have not really taken advantage of it. Perdomo and, and Clayton Richard just did in the la their last two starts. I mean, I, they yeah, well, Clayton Richard definitely did step in the right direction, which is really positive for me. Right. You know, but the, but the other guy is really they're – building, they're building up, I'm, you know, but I'm not sure what the expectations were when yeah. they first put him in there. You know, Christian's you know, about his innings limit. They want to slow him down. So, you know, it seems like almost all of these guys, there's that thought. I'm I'm excited though. It makes me more excited for spring training next year to see like that uncertainty is actually like oh let's see who's going to emerge like because I I like the idea of Cozart and Clemens and seeing what they can do and and seeing how they do for the rest of the season. It, you know? Exactly, the rest of the season is going to going to warrant that and how how you're evaluated and looked at next spring. But I think it's going to be somewhat wide open in spring training. Well, I think we all agree that uh, AJ Preller has a little bit of work to do I, in the off season, and we know he's a guy who doesn't shy away from doing that sort of work. Right. How great would it have been to be a fly on the wall wherever A.J. Preller was watching Perdomo pitch that complete game? I mean, he must have been on I cloud nine. I think he was nine. in Fort Wayne. I thought I saw a tweet yesterday. I did, too. That yeah. he, he was, was visiting Fort, Fort Wayne. Wayne. So he's like, oh, I'll, I have it on DVR. I'll watch it later. Like, he didn't even get to see, like, his Rule 5 guy throw a complete game. I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's pretty special. to get Approaching September, you've got a Rule 5 guy pitching that well, and you magically were able to get another Rule 5 you guy won. that you lost to the Mariners it, back on your roster with Blash. Like, it, that's why you continue to pile these arms into the organization because you just never know which yeah. one's, which one's going to blossom and, and be that rose that you're looking for and make, make an impact at the major league level. You don't know right now. And I think the more options you have, and I, I don't think A.J.'s done – in, in having pitchers come into spring training next year. I think there's some other to meet some veteran guys if they're available, you know, yeah. might be here. All right, Randy, I want you to put your thinking cap on for our first break. You tossed a lot of double play grounders in your career. Are there a couple of big ones that stand out in your mind, like, you know, guys that you, you know, just absolutely knew you were going to get out, big situations, <laughs> Hall of Famers that you got into ground into a double play? Think about that for a second. And – uh, the Padres are an off day uh, today in Atlanta, so I want to talk about what happens on the road oh, on no. an off day. We can't go there. We can go there. No, we can't. Oh, absolutely. We can definitely kind go there. Well, all right. All right. Depends uh, where you're at. First, though, you can join the Padres in celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Pacific Coast League and the legendary Ted Williams on Wednesday, September 7th, when the Padres take on the Red Sox. Purchase a special theme game ticket package and receive a limited edition PCL throwback jersey presented by Fanatics. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. And we'll be right back. Brady, Randy, Ben, more of Padres Social Hour next. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. And we are back on a Monday for a little more Padres Social Hour. Join us using the hashtag PadresSH on Twitter. Brady Phelps, Randy Jones, Ben Higgins with you. Padres are in Atlanta today on an off day. Ooh, hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. All right. Uh, first of all, double play memories because the uh, new record, six Double plays by the San Diego Padres yesterday. No one in Padres history, though, threw better double play grounders than Randy Jones. Oh, so. I just threw a lot of them. You threw I a lot of them. Oh, a lot of them. You don't remember any in particular that you like, yeah, oh, that was a sweet <laughs> one. Well. Like you got out Reggie Jackson? Or, yeah. Or yeah, I, I, I think the most fun, though, the, the, the <laughs> Lazinski with the Phillies, okay? I don't know what happened to Greg in 75 and 76 especially, but it just seemed like if I faced him, you know, maybe I'd say seven or eight times. I had starts against him. Um, and he might have hit into 
six, seven-double <laughs> I mean, it was good. just uncanny. Like, I'd look up, and he'd be coming up, and maybe Schmidt just hit a ground ball in the hole for a base hit. And, yeah. You know, nobody out, one out, and I'd look up, and here's Lozinski throwing, throwing that little sinker ball, and he'd hit a perfect ground ball to shortstop. And, you know, and he wasn't exactly zipping down the line, you might say. <laughs> and I just remember one day we were, like, the seventh inning, and I went in four to nothing. And once again, Schmidt goes the other way. Schmidt hits a, a base hit to right. Okay. And so I get on the mound of my stretch, and I look up, and here comes Lazinski. comes walking up to the – and he, I know it's where he'd already hit into four that year against me. And so I looked at him and just start smiling, you know, <laughs> like that. And I actually had him cursing me before I even threw him the first pitch because <laughs> he knew and I knew he was going to hit a double play ball. <laughs> and uh, the very first sinker hit right on the top of it, about a three-hop and perfect to shortstop. For the easiest double play you ever seen. <laughs> okay, now and and I, I kind of I don't know why, but I spun around and went, "Run, Greg, run!" <laughs> oh my gosh, you, you baited him even oh after yeah, you got him to go into throw it. him out by twenty five feet. Oh anyway, you know, and he was just screaming at me. Hey, you just so ticked off at me. And I remember when he did it again in Philadelphia, and I went back to back almost against him, <laughs> shut him out there, and he didn't do a double play. And he, he actually, when he came back in, he grabbed his bat that was down the line. And just, just snapped it on the ground. So mad at me. How often would you work around a guy that you knew was a good hitter because you felt like I'd rather have that guy standing on first, and the next guy I can definitely get to ground Take into Mike a double Schmidt, play. For example, <laughs> well, yeah, should, probably should have picked Schmidt, but you know, yeah, I would do that even like a George Foster. And the big thing is, remember, no scouting reports. You read the newspaper the three days, you know, prior yeah. of what the team the year next start. What are you gonna, you know, who's swinging the bat? Who's hot? And if it was somebody in the middle of the lineup hitting the long ball, I'd be careful. And if I had a chance, well, then I'm going to go out, pitch around him, and, let's, and we'll, I'll, I'll bank on the double play ball. Look at Blooper, video of Randy throwing double play balls. Oh, I love it. I you love know. it, absolutely. And of course, that's a pretty good that, infield right there, that's too. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brady, is that not amazing, though? I mean, no scouting reports that basically you're looking in the box score it's crazy. to see the guy who went, oh, he went three for four last night. He must be hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you don't know if he hit three bleeders that were <laughs> yeah. infield singles or he's, you oh. know, roping the cover off the ball and hitting them off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> no I video. Mean, I mean, I, the one, the one that all plays I think about are just kind of unique. I, there's not one that stands up in my mind. There's an impact that I want a ball game on. I, that, that, not in my mind. It's just it's kind of the funny ones, really. Can can you imagine what an advantage it would have been, you know, if one guy back then had had all the video available for today no. that the other players didn't have? I mean, you That'd know, time, time travel, whatever. Barney McFly's almanac. Exactly, he, yeah. exactly. You knew the book on all the hitters. A DVR and, you had that and, a, and a spray chart with him when he got home. <laughs> Maybe may not have done any good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, wh let's talk about off days. Uh, Padres getting an off. The best off days are obviously the ones you get to spend at home. Right in, in the season, but very rare. Occasionally, you, a lot of the time, you have to spend your off day in the middle of a road trip, and this is the third long road trip for the Padres in the second half of the season. So they're tired. It's almost September. Dog days of summer are just in full swing, and you're in Atlanta for a day. What What do you think? You know, the guys are going to be doing. What would you be doing on an off day? And Brady, what would you be doing on an off day like well, this? Well, off day like this, I'd, I'd be playing golf. Bunch of the guys probably got together, probably some great golf courses out, out the outskirts of Atlanta. And they've lined one up, and, and they're out playing golf, having a good time doing that, having a few beers, and, and having a good off day. Others are hot and humid, and all this weather that they're doing, they're going to stay in the A.C., going to hang around the hotel, you know, probably not go too far, not, not yeah. straight too far. I know, I think that that's a great call. I think I'd probably get out there on the golf course too, but it depends on the city. You know, like if I was in New York on an off day, 
I think that there might be, you know, just some touristy sightseeing type stuff you'd want to do or go check out a play or who knows. But if you were in Miami, uh, you know, like I know when we had an off day in Miami, the Padres did, I know, or, the, or maybe it was a travel day, but I saw, you know, Jesse Agler and Mudcat and Don Arcello, those guys all went, like, chartered a boat and went out and went fishing. So depending on where you're at, I think it, it, yeah. it, it definitely dictates what yeah, you decide well, to do when you're in off day in Atlanta, I'd have lined up a fishing trip. I'd have been bass fishing that morning right. somewhere on one of the lakes there in Atlanta. You know, I'm sure there's some ball players there that have some little fishing holes. And that's, that's if you could pick, would you have a city where you'd like, okay, we got an off day. This is the city that I'd like to be in if I can't be at home. You have a favorite one, like a good day to spend an off day. I mean, for me, I, I mean, think New York would be great. You go to a yeah, restaurant. New York, New York you go to awesome. a show or something like that. That would be a terrific one for an off day. I, yeah. I, I was just kind of maybe picking out, you know. I, but no golf. Golf yeah. wouldn't be good in New yeah, York City. Well, no, no. I, well, unless you can go out to the island. You know, yeah, I'd have to go way out. a Long Island, it'd yeah. be awesome. There's great golf courses I think San Francisco's there. a pretty good uh, pretty good spot. To, I hate hey, the Giants more than any guys, other team in baseball, guys, but San Francisco's a great city. Yeah, I don't care where you're at on the road. It's a great off day. You're going to find something. <laughs> Whatever the off day fun. is. I mean, last, last night, typically, you probably stayed up a little bit later. I might have had a couple of cocktails breaking down the game, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they were breaking down the game when they were having cocktails. Right? You know. So I would assume that probably goes on. You know, talk a little shop, talk about everything. Maybe even today, you know, might have a lunch special somewhere. This <laughs> is kind of a weird road trip because it's Miami, Atlanta, and then back to Los Angeles. Right. I mean, what are the like a be- like a three city trip? I mean, you want to keep it easy and close. It's like San Francisco, L.A., Arizona. You want to keep it West Coast. Would you rather have just bus trips in between? Uh, no. You know, when you have to go on a three city trip, what what's the best and the worst? Well, I think the closer the better. The logistics. Closer the better, but not close enough to have to do a bus. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'd much rather be on a plane to San Fran than a bus to Because you know, Philly, if you do like Philly and New York, you just the way around. You do New York, then you bus down to Philly. Uh, that was like watching paint dry. <laughs> you know, there's nothing to do. Watch, sit there on the bus. Got to be kidding me. Yeah, they didn't have your phone apps now. You big leaguers, big leaguers yeah, don't travel by bus. No Pokemon ah. Go. Big leaguers don't travel by bus. Uh, I'm not sure if they do or not. I don't know. Yeah, you no, know. now they do. But rare, no, I'm just know, saying. You know. I would be curious how many guys are actually on a team bus from the hotel. Because prototypically, you know, the veteran guys get out there early. Yeah. They're out there at 2 o'clock. The bus leaves at 5, you know, something like that. And so I would, I would think most of the team is already at the ballpark by the time the bus leaves, you know, the hotel. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some that, you know. I'm sure Brian Prilliman's on the bus every day. Somebody's got to take care of the bus. Absolutely. Everybody on the Get bus, no yelling on the bus. Nah. You ready for the teacher to step in and give some grades? Ah, yes. uh, I don't even. I don't want to be on the couch with Nick this week. Right, he Nick made fun of me last gonna, week. You're going to give up it. your spot for Nick? Yeah, I'm, I'm, get, I'm out of here. I kept okay. it warm for him. Fair enough. Randy, you're going to have to sit with Nick then. All, all right, right. I, all right. I can put up with him. We, to we got the grades from, the, right. from the Grand Poobah. Come on, Nick. First, though, it's another baseball night in San Diego. All-fan giveaway Saturday, September 10th when the Padres play the Rockies at 540. All fans in attendance will receive a Padres-themed USB charger presented by T-Mobile. Get tickets today at Padres.com. Everyone needs a charger all the time. I need tons of chargers. We'll be right back. Nick Canaba with his weekly grades. It's Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR Studio inside Petco Park. The week that was for the San Diego Padres, uh, taking two out of three for the Miami Marlins. Before that, though, swept three by the Chicago Cubs, who continue to tear through the National League. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Randy Jones, and now... 
in the Cholula hot seat yeah. for our weekly grades. Nick Canepa, the grand poobah of San Diego sports, as I've you know, called him for a long time. The worst thing, I really can't argue with you. Usually this year, like, your Nick's grades have been fair. I mean, I figured that we could argue about some stuff, but, you know, most of the time I concur. Your grades are pretty well spot on. Okay, well, I'll give the offense an A this week, so now we could start. <laughs> <laughs> he just Dang. wants to argue with you, Randy. Dang it. Now, I, I've called Nick the Grand Poobah. Chris Ello and I have for a long time. It's Fred Flintstone, his lodge, at a Grand Poobah who was, you know, the, the chief mugwump of everything, and that's kind of what Nick is on the call San Diego sports calling scene. Calling Fred F- Flintstone. Yeah, from the, no, he's, he's, he's Fred's, uh, you know, lodge the, boss. The old Poobah. <laughs> the Poobah. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll get to the grades. You know, two, two and four, one win against the Cubs, and I would have said this is a pretty successful week because the Marlins are playoff contenders. They're battling for a wild card. You know the Cubs are one of the best teams in all of baseball. If they could have snuck one out and gone three and three with three of those games on the road, that would be a pretty good week. She went two and four, so it's hard to be too happy when you get swept in one of the series. Nick, why don't we start with the uh, offense, the hitting for the past uh, week? Uh, the offense got an F. This is, I thought this was a terribly, terribly unattractive week. I, I, I just thought that, um, man, I mean, I, I'm looking out at this, at, these, at, the, at who's on the field, and I'm just saying, how can these guys win a game? I well, mean, even I in the games they won, they only scored four well, runs. One I mean, nothing it, and three to it, one. What's wrong with four? I mean, Shemp, thank, thank goodness for them. Shemp is getting his single. But, I mean, you, this guy would ground out against you on every at-bat. Who? Shemp. I don't know, man. Yes, he would. He'd uh, never get anything in the air against you. <laughs> I'd give him a chance to get that ground ball. You know, see, you talk about Shemp. What I like about him is one day I was watching batting practice. He actually came over to me and asked, how would you pitch me? And I said, well, I'd definitely get you out of way. And I would, you know, I told him how I'd, I would plan on setting him up and taking advantage of the certain situations, you know. That's and a, I told him that's, exactly how I'd do That's it. a good mark. That's a yes. good mark for a kid who I, actually I asks questions, yeah. you know. A lot, of, a lot of young people don't like to ask questions anymore. I think you got to challenge Nick a little bit on this one, though, Randy. Not just well, Shemp, Sardinius. I uh, had a very number, good week. Number one, once again, when you step up and you see the three starting pitchers. For the Cubs. The Cubs brought yeah. out, you know, there's top three pitchers right sure. there. And, you know, I think these young kids didn't fare too well against these top three pitchers. But they battled. It's a pretty good at bats, but it really didn't make any in, no impact no. whatsoever. No, I mean, Arietta was just uh, – I thought Arietta was just toying with, these, with them a little bit. You know, and those games are going to be tough. You got to find ways. We're going to get to the upper level of the, in in competition. You got to find ways of getting it done against these you guys. You know, they bring up Kiblahan, and he, everybody gets excited, and he's back in El Paso before he sit before he has a place to lay down. Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I don't know about. I didn't on, on a side on a side note, because you mentioned that, uh, we've seen a lot of comings yeah, and so. goings for the Padres. Uh, you know, got a waiver wire. Garcia, uh, who's the, the the latest one. Do you like seeing that at the end of a season like this, AJ? Hey, you got to throw a lot of stuff at the wall to see if something is going to stick, and I feel like that's what AJ Preller has been doing. These, well, these I think last few I weeks. think one thing I, I like what AJ is doing by doing all this is he's not getting too wrapped up, like a lot of past GMs and managers have here, on guys who come in at the end of the year and do a few things, and all of a sudden, well, they're going to hit 400 next year when. They're on a team that isn't contending. I'm granted this week they played contenders, but not everybody you play in September is going to be a contender. That is correct. You know, there, there, a lot of guys are going through the motions too and can't wait to the season to end. 
So I like what he's doing, bringing, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to give him A's. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean a lot of these guys we're even going to see him next right. year. Exactly. Don't right, exactly. Don't know. You and didn't give him an A, though, or a B, well, I or mean, a C, I or mean, even a D, not. Nick. You gave him an F. That's right. All right, fair wow. enough. Fair enough. All right, uh, And before the weekend, we might have had straight Fs here. If it wasn't for Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> that might have been the worst week of the year. Well, there must be slightly better grades for pitching. Just from yesterday on Luis Perdomo. So, what was your pitching grade for the week? Uh, pitching, I gave a, I gave a C plus, and and you know, Perdomo was outstanding. Uh, their Richard. ERA was 3.02 for the week. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Played some good teams. Uh, they had the one horrible loss. I mean, uh, the, the loss. The opener to the Marlins. Right. Six now, to two, the bullpen let that one Even you if you're a bad team, that's a horrible loss. You gave it away. Right? I, I mean, that, and that's the pitching that did it. So, uh, but it was better than normal. Let's let's put it that way. Well, back to back though, two of the best starts of the year by Clayton Richard and Luis Perdomo in Miami. Well, right? That's the only reason yeah. I could give it a C plus. You know, before that, I mean, you got you got some you know, decent looks at Cosart. You know, threw the ball threw the ball better. You know, but I I'm I'm anticipating more as these I guys th- build some confidence. But they I they, think they sure take their that Cubs lineup might even give Randy some trouble though. I think I think some of these young arms are kind of tantalizing because you could see that they <laughs> don't you think? That's a good word. That's not Isn't a bad it? word. Well, you know, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the ability, you're, you, but you don't the, the entire makeup and being able to pitch. You know, make pitches when you have to. Right. That's where they continue to see those mistakes. You know, the last couple of days you didn't see as many mistakes, in my opinion. And you know, when I watch watch the guys, but you know, when when the catcher sets up at the outside corner and you throw it down and in, you know, we got to talk. You, know, you can't be missing by the whole whole strike zone. Right. That's, that's, you're not going to be successful. All right, F for hitting, C plus for pitching. Uh, let's move on to defense. Well, yeah, by the way, yesterday featured one of my favorite plays of all those double plays, uh, the one unassisted double play, which you don't see very often. When uh, in the seventh inning on the line drive back to Perdomo. Uh, with the guy running from first base, instead of throwing it back over, he just ran it right over Well, himself. he was hitting the dugout anyway. What the heck? Perdomo's a very athletic kid. Yes. You know? So. He is. Yeah, he can he get down a, the base paths yeah. when he's uh, swinging the bat. He takes good cuts. He runs around the bases. Uh, he's an athlete for sure. Now, I, on defense, I've been giving Fs continuously because the defense, I think, has been awful. This week I gave the defense a C primarily – for the weekend play, for all the double plays. Uh, this still is not going to cut it. No. The defense is on, on this team is not going to cut it. You're not winning a championship with this defense. I can say running around a C. Uh, you know, I, I don't see a below average per in some games, but, you know, but I also don't see it a B or an A. You know, and I really haven't on a consistent basis seen the times where the defense has made a difference. You've got one really good defender in the everyday lineup in Travis Jankowski. You've got Will Myers, who I think can be a very good first baseman. And he's held his own over there. Yeah, he's on his way there. Every other position, though, you're probably looking at average to below average defensively, right? Sardinius looks like a shortstop. I think he's the first shortstop the Padres have had in a while who actually looks the part. You know, I, th- I and Plants I in his routine, you know, throwing strikes to first base, putting something on right. the baseball. I think, good you know, range. I don't I mean, Jed Jerko didn't look like a shortstop over there. No, at the yeah, yeah. Jed Jerko <laughs> didn't look like a second baseman. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, can't argue with that either. Jed Jerko was, you know, obviously a decent, he, 
he really looked unathletic. He always did. Yeah. Just didn't look like an athlete. He's, un, well, he's unathletically hitting a lot of home runs for the St. Louis yeah, Cardinals lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody on St. Louis is hitting <laughs> a lot of home runs. That's true. Runs. That's true. Uh, finally, uh, coaching for the week, Nick. You've always been high on coaching. Always. Every time All, I've been here I mean, I'm, on I'm, a Monday, you and, have and been this is, this is kind of stupid. A's and but B's. I, but I am stupid. So I'm giving them a D because this is an absolute driving me crazy Petri dish. This is like spring training. Jerry Coleman, if Jerry Coleman were still alive uh, announcing these games with all these different players, he'd be losing his mind <laughs> like he used to do in spring training. Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, I mean, they've got shortstops playing in right in the, on the corner outfields. And I, no, no, I'm not <laughs> attracted to this. So I realize, I realize what Andy Green is doing, and I like the job Andy Green has done, but that, that doesn't mean I have to find it uh, entertaining. Jerry would uh, he would gently oh. chastise on the air, but then as soon as the middle of oh. the inning yeah. and the microphone went commer- off, commer- commer- commercial show. break, you'd hear how he really Oh man! Oh, spring training, he was out of control. In He'd finally just start using numbers. Number fifty-five up playing right field. <laughs> it was great. All right, uh, Nick. Uh, so the grades are in. We've got an F for hitting, C plus for pitching, C for defense, and a D. For Andy Green and yeah, his coaching I, that, staff this week. F for hitting, that's pretty tough. You know. We you might need to get well, like you some of these guys to, on to respond. You don't, you don't even have to so do much this week. this week to improve. School's back in session. No, All of a sudden, Nick, it's you tough. You'll have to bat over 150 probably, and they'll probably get a, like an F+. Well, plus. You, Atlanta and L.A., we always seem to swing the bat pretty well in L.A., so could be a productive week. Mm-hmm. You know, summer, Nick is, is happy. He's great and easy. Now that school's back in session, I got, I'd like to ask the kids go back. Do you think – do you think Matt Kemp's trading has hurt Myers, or do you think this all stems from him being so deeply involved in the All-Star game? Because since the All-Star break, he's been I think he's below average. I, I'm not sure that Matt Kemp made the impact in that lineup to get him better pitches to hit. I'm not yeah, buying that. I don't that. know either. I don't buy that right now uh, with the way the scenario is going down. I just think that he got into a little bit of slump, and he, he's, he's trying to find his – you know, mentally trying to find a way out of it. You know, and has you know, in, in the limited playing time the last two years, and you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of showing up a little bit. I think he's making these adjustments, and he's got to do it. He's got to go through this. All right, Nick, uh, appreciate it. I'll let you go find some more Thanks, red Nick. ink for next week. Uh, you are off the Cholula hot seat. <laughs> Cholula, uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We'll get Brady back in here. We'll have more Padres Social Hour next on a Monday. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Well, thanks again to Nick Canepa. I think, can we thank him for those grades? They were really bad this week, but I guess we'll thank him for stopping by, certainly, and uh, joining us on Padres Social Hour. Welcome back, Brady Phelps, Randy Jones. That's a little tough on on the offense. I mean, you know. He was. I don't think it was that bad, quite that bad. I guess Nick just didn't have a great weekend. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> just, he didn't like what he saw, obviously. Nick, yeah. nice guy, really mean. Yeah. Really mean in these grades. Uh, I want to talk about a subject that I think fans always notice on the baseball field, but doesn't necessarily get talked about a ton inside the clubhouse and the locker room. That's hustle on the field. I mean, everyone loves Adam Rosales. Uh, first of all, he's a great guy. He's always yeah. got a smile on his face. But what do they really love? He hits the home run. And he, he sprints. sprints around the bases. Yeah. You know, 15 seconds. You know, he's hustling around all the time. 
fans absolutely love when they see that. Yet, occasionally, you still see players in Major League Baseball not given at all, especially, you know, veterans who've been in the league a long time. They hit the pop-up. You've seen it a hundred times before. They jog to first base. Halfway and to and first occasionally, base. it gets dropped, and while they should be on second or third, they're standing on first, and they look kind of silly, yet it continues to happen. And I bring this up because in the Dodgers-Cubs game yesterday, yep. the entire game was decided on a hustle play. Two of the best teams in the National League. They're scoreless in the eighth inning. Bases loaded, two outs. And Adrian Gonzalez, it's a routine slow chopper uh, to third base. They decide to go the short way to second to end the inning. I mean, you've seen the play a million times. You don't even need to see it. You know exactly what it looks like. But in this case, Corey Seager, their young shortstop, is hustling so hard to second that he beats the throw to the bag. The run scores, and that's it. The Dodgers win one nothing. They won a game on pure hustle at second base. So the question is, why do occasionally do guys not – hustle all the time in Major League Baseball? I think it's more mental, you know, and your, your mental frame of mind in that situation where you see a lot of guys will hustle, I'd say, 90% of the time. But they got that 10% where, you know, the, the frustration of what you popped it up or whatever it might be or the, you know, slow roller in the frustration that you don't, you don't, give, you don't bust out of the, the box and give 100%. You know, and it, it's not right, you should. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys do. And that's what we expect. And it gets really, really apparent when they don't. Like he hits a pop-up with the third out, and they run halfway to first base with a bat in their hand. You know, not good. Yeah, not that drives good. me nuts. You, no, nobody teaches that. And it, should, and it shouldn't be tolerated. you got to remind even the veteran guys, you just can't do it. And we've seen Andy Green already, you know, deal swiftly with that issue with yeah. Paul Clemens earlier in the season. Which Didn't get the awesome. bunt down, was frustrated about it. Didn't run out of the box quickly. Ended up getting doubled up at first, and Andy Green pulled him out of the game when he had a chance to get a victory. I, and I, because, you know, as you can see there, just not hustling out of the box, and he's out at first so, base. So on this play, like I understand his initial like frustration, where because sometimes you know you're human, and like you said, Randy, there's a mental lapse, and so when he when he did that initial like right here, oh man, throws it down. But then get on your horse and run, and look at him. Jo- oh. Oh look! I'm gonna See, keep. Like he's taking his gloves off. He's like that, that man, drove that, me insane. There's that mental lapse I'm oh. talking about. And so like and he got I, pulled I, out I, of the ball game, and you know you learn from it. Well, and we we certainly haven't seen it again. I think he handled it really well. I think Andy Green handled it really well for a manager. Made his point, but didn't belittle the guy. Yeah. And made it clear, hey, we still think a lot of you. You're still a big part of this team. But we're not going to tolerate that. That's yeah, not going to happen we're not going to see on the field when you're wearing uh, a Padres like, uniform. You know, that, that's the way it should be. Yet we do still, like you said, Randy, you know, still even 10% of the time, we still see it. And I just, I mean, if I was a baseball player out there, I, you know, I'm, I'm as slow as anything. It wouldn't look like I'm hustling, but I'd, try, I'd be like Adam Rosales. I mean, every opportunity – even if I had a dribbler back to the mound, just sprinting as fast as Do you think you could beat Blooper in a foot you race? No. Home oh, blooper, to second? Would, blooper would blow if by you were, I don't know. Really? If you were 0 for 99. Oh, yeah. Blooper's like, I want to do it I then. I beat yeah. somebody in a race? I've never beat anybody in a race. Not even <laughs> by You haven't Colorado. raced me yet. That's, uh, that, it's coming. I think Absolutely. the reason this is such a topic that people get so passionate about is that every one of us as fans, if there's one thing that we can do just as well as any major leaguer, it's hustle. It doesn't mean the result will be the same, but we can put out all of that we have in our effort, and that is all we want. Like, we're, we're paying to come and see these guys play, and we just want to see the hustle. Like, it's so, what? The greatest edge I ever got, you know, John McNamara, you know, he says, hey, 
you know, you come to the ballpark day in and day out for six months, you know, and you're not going to be 100% every time you walk in there that day. You know, maybe you're only 60%, but what you can do, you can give me 100% of that 60% yeah. that given day. You might the not be 100% is, Gary, you're, you're 100% a right-handed hitter. hitter. Yeah. Two outs, you had a routine fly ball to left field. It, it, you know, and you think that guy's going to be sprinting down to first. I mean, you got to run, run briskly, but it's not going to be like you're, you're trying to beat out an infield hit. You know, you know, I know, 30,000 people know he's going to catch it for the last out. You know, I just, that's not lack of hustle. That's just realistic. 60% of the time, it works every time. Oh, boy. <laughs> right. there's, some, there's something fishy going on in the Padres' middle infield. Uh, we're going to talk about that next. It's Padres oh, Social Hour. Stick around. Oh, wait, hold on. I, f- I forgot. Almost. Join us for the final Padres Beer Fest of the season pre- presented by Southwest Airlines. Be at Petco Park for happy hours starting at 5 p.m. for live music and $5 beers from some of San Diego's best bure- breweries. You can tell that I have, I'm have i a little out of practice here. Stay for the action of the Padres. Reads. Face the Rockies at 740. <laughs> Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. I came so close. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. You know, guys, I was here yesterday, and Bill Center made it very clear that he is tired of the Ryan Shrimp shrimp jokes. No way, man. Keep them coming. We're just not. I got another great one on Twitter from Dennis Goulias that I wanted to bring up. He said, of course, Schimpf would be crushing. After all, he is a crush station. <laughs> Anything to make oh Padres Central even grumpier. <laughs> Love it. You're welcome. But that got me thinking. We've got uh, Schimpf, like shrimp, and Sardinius, like sardines, yes. in the middle infield right now. But there's a lot of major leaguers with fish names out there. And, Brady, you searched through the archives. Yeah, I had a little them. fun with this one. because First of all, I think it's funny – that we're talking <laughs> like shimp or sardines. Neither one of them is actually a sardine or a shrimp. And but we did. I did go back. I'm a big baseball card guy, so I went through. This is not actually a card, but I picked this one because those are the old Dodgers satins, which Ooh, I loved. Wow, Art Herring. He was a nice. pitcher for Brooklyn and Detroit, I think. Uh, our old our old oh, pal yeah, I remember Anthony, Anthony Bass. Bass. Yeah. There's a lot of basses. Oh, yeah, what's up, Garibaldi? Those Bob are the Garibaldi. fish that have, like, the lion head. No, right? no, no, Garibaldi's are the bright orange ones. Oh, that the bright orange ones. Uh, you're not allowed to spearfish, by okay. the way, off La Jolla. I learned that the wrong way. <laughs> Bobby um, Sturgeon. Yeah, Sturgeon. He played around when you were in the 30s. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when are we going to see Mike Trout? Another bass, Brian, Brian Bass, yeah. Uh, oh, your boy Catfish. Nice. I like that they actually used his nickname. Here, too, Dizzy Trout. Check out those glasses. Yeah, he looks dizzy. <laughs> Uh, Marlon, Marlon Stewart. This is from the 1952 top set. The last two, both of them. Carp, Mike Carp. Yeah, Carp. Not good eating unless yeah. you smoke them. There he is. Mike Trout, your Mike boy. Trout. Climbing the wall, like Robin. Do you remember this guy? I remember Randy Bass. Randy Bass. Yep. Play for the Pods. Found him. Sid, Sid Bream. Bream. A Fleer, a Fleer reference here. Nice. Your boy Tim Salmon Higgins. Oh, these are awesome, Brady. Thank you. Nice collection. Salmon. Look yeah. at all the fish names out there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fish. Like you said, Shimp is not really a fish. No, it's Nor is not. Sardinia, no, it's Sardinius. But, but it gave us an excuse to but see that satin uniform. But I had a little bit of fun going <laughs> through the archives yeah. and looking in that old Angels, like that terrible Angels when they were the California Angels for a little while, and they had like the the A with like the wings on oh it. Oh so Lord! Bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, enough fish talk. We'll be back to wrap up Padres Social Hour next. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. 
Wrapping it up on a Monday. Thanks for joining us on Padres Social Hour. Padres back in action tomorrow in Atlanta as they continue their road trip. Uh, Brady Phelps, Randy Jones, Ben Higgins. I know we don't do the head-to-head on the non-game day. Obviously. But I did want to <laughs> bring up the fact that uh, it was uh, Ryan Schimpf against Luis Perdomo. The couch had Luis Perdomo. Blooper had Ryan Schimpf. And the host gets to pick the winner, right? Tomorrow. Yeah. The host tomorrow gets what? to pick. Yeah, no, you're off. I don't get to pick myself oh, as the winner? On. No. Because it was I tried to pick myself as the winner when I was the host. He and Bill took over. Well, he, no. p- he picked Luis Perdomo. I did. But I mean, Schimpf had a good game, triple, too. triple, RBI triple and a single? And two for it's three, RBI triple. The first saying. complete game. Perdomo. All right, it's so we'll have to leave it for tomorrow's host. Do we know? No. No, we don't know yet. All right, we'll just play it by ear then. Leave it in the hands of fortune. Who wins the uh, head-to-head? I think Fortune is on your side with the com- All right. complete Yeah, I'm, I'm very confident Hi, you're going to win. I'm happy you're here right, today, RJ. buddy. Padre's going to be at the Tim Tebow workout tomorrow, I understand. Yeah, yeah I think we got a tweet about that by our, by our boy Showman. Uh, Tim Tebow's going to be working out tomorrow, right? Oh, uh, we didn't get the tweet up. He basically oh, asked, man. are the Padres sending most or all of their scouts? I guess one. we'll they're just, we'll just have to wait send for that. One. For tomorrow, it's been a good one. Thanks, Blooper. Thanks, Brady. Good job, Thanks, Brady. Thank you, Ben. Good this job, has Ben. Been Padres Social Hour. Enjoy your Monday, everyone, and enjoy some Padres baseball.